show you another world that you've never seen. You've never seen. Up to the clouds now, over the rainbow. I'ma blow your mind, get you higher than you've ever been. Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of Misaligned. I'm here today with Ariel Indigo, who is originally from Northern California. Northern California. So <laughs> not, not quite my area, but she's moved down here now to Southern California. <laughs> so what kind of made you decide to make that move from Northern California down here to LA area? Well, I mean, obviously, I grew up there, so I feel like a lot of people switch places. <laughs> it's a little rural, although the town that I grew up in, Nevada City, is very artsy and filled with culture, but I couldn't stay there forever. <laughs> I had to come down to beautiful LA, and plus <laughs> the weather and... The mountains and the sea and the neighborhoods is just very diverse in all ways, people and landscape. And I like that people are doing big things here and they seem willing to help and open, or at least that's the experience that I've had of them. <laughs> yeah. So what part of Northern California are you from? You know, there's the Bay Area up there, Sacramento. So which kind of section are you from up there? My hometown is called Nevada City. It's up uh, in the foothills of the Sierra Nevadas, up towards Tahoe, kind of river and okay, cool evergreens and yeah, in the woods, kind of. <laughs> so there wasn't quite as much of a music scene there, I would imagine. I mean, there was always a music scene. Um, there's a lot of folk music there and then a lot of angsty, angry, punk rock music. <laughs> and now there's even more music because, I mean, it's always been a very active, artsy community, as I said before. So, yeah, there is a music scene, just not one that is really moving towards, um, you know, the mainstream, shall we say? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Awesome. Well, your first single was back in 2014. So what kind of made you wait between then and now to kind of get a full release going? Well, I've been working with the same producer, Johnny White, for some years. And man, we made so many songs and it just kept developing and developing. And we had done that song, Innocence, and then after that, it was really just like a six-month period where we really got into the groove and started making music that I felt proud to share, you know? I didn't want to share content until it was ready. I wasn't like in a rush to just put something out when I didn't feel like it was perfect. <laughs> it's still not perfect, but, you know, something that I feel powerful about representing myself and my art, you know? Right. And what was the recording process like for that first single? For Innocence? Yeah. Um, well, actually, the beat uh, instrumental was never supposed to be mine. Johnny Watt created it for a mixtape that he was going to do. And then I 
kind of heard it and had to snatch it away because I loved it so much. And uh, sometimes songs just flow right out of you, you know? It just felt so, like, rhymey and easy to write to. And I just recorded it on my laptop. And that's actually the vocal that ended up being used was a recording from my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for mixers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. So in that kind of two-year period from that first single in 2014 to the new music that you've been releasing now, what were you working on the most during that time? Um, I was working on creating more visuals because that is a very large part of uh, my musical experience and the way that I want to share my music with the world. So I've been working a lot on music videos, developing more ideas for music videos, and then also just constantly recording, making more music, making music by myself, making music with Johnny Watt and other producers and uh yeah just uh, being artsy <laughs> nice and what is your songwriting process like for more so this new music but even stuff you maybe didn't release well i'm making a lot of pretty weird hard demos on my own um but the music process is kind of all over the place i write a lot in the car <laughs> just driving around and freestyling probably the only place i will ever freestyle because i don't want to do it in front of anyone <laughs> <laughs> but uh sometimes a song will just kind of download and flow right in and the lyrics will be there and other times i'll listen to an instrumental that a producer has made and use that to fuel the fire to create content or sometimes it comes from an emotional place from personal experience and other times it's more intentional trying to share a message with people or trick them into saying positive affirmations or rile <laughs> people up and shit <laughs> right and you mentioned kind of doing some rough mixes on your own what programs are you using to do that are you just sort of doing that in GarageBand and then kind of taking it to a producer or mixer and refining that? Well, I'm not a producer yet, which I loathe. <laughs> <laughs> but soon, soon, this week, I will start playing in those realms. But um, usually producers that I respect and love give me instrumentals to play with, and then I'll just be at home uh recording my vocals on Pro Tools and playing with different sounds and rapping and singing and making weird sounds and seeing what comes out. <laughs> nice, nice. Have you done any co-writing at all? Or is it kind of just you writing your own songs and then taking it to work more on the music aspect rather than the lyrical aspect with producers? Um, I do write most of my lyrics and melodies, but I also enjoy sometimes um, writing with other people. Uh, getting more into that is so powerful. You know, it's like you have a producer, the artist, but you have another writer. It becomes like a mastermind group. You know, it's like someone else to bounce ideas off of. And sometimes um, Johnny Watt and I would write together 
written with other writers and a producer. I mean, even just writing a song, even if I'm writing the lyrics and melodies, the producer obviously is writing uh, the melodies of the instrumental piece. So it's definitely collaborative. Nice. And how did you end up meeting Johnny White? I met Johnny White on Craigslist, (laughs) (laughs) like, Four years ago. <laughs> and uh Yes, Johnny What, my bad. Yeah, Johnny What Johnny White. He's a little white, but yes, Johnny White. <laughs> yeah, I met him on Craigslist looking for new young producers to work with. And he was charging so little at that point. Just hilarious compared to the work that he's doing now. And I reached out to him and I was like really? That's all you're charging for a song? Are you my music angel? And he went back and he was like, yes, I am your music angel. (laughs) So that's how it began. Nice. Sometimes you never know with, you know, Craigslist stuff, but it's a good thing it worked out. Cheap rates are always good to start. Hey man, Craigslist is awesome. (laughs) Don't be afraid. (laughs) Yeah. So what have you enjoyed most about being out here in LA? Um, well, I mean, I, I really love the vibration of LA. I'd actually lived here before for a bit and not quite gotten it because I didn't really have a community and felt super isolated and like hated it. I was like, ah, LA, I can't hang. And like failed in LA and then moved back home and then decided I needed to come back and heal my relationship with the city. But I love Los Angeles because of all the diversity and people and artists and landscape. And I mean, of course, I love the weather because I'm not rainbow bright all the time. (laughs) It can be like a stormy little rain cloud. So waking up to a beautiful sunny day in Hollywood every day is like, Here's another sunny day in Hollywood. Woohoo! <laughs> but mostly it's just that there's so many creators and so much energy and so many people actually being productive and moving towards creating important work. Right. What's been your favorite venue so far to play out in LA? I know there's a lot, so take your time if you need to, or maybe pick a top three. <laughs> I really like aligning with um, kind of more West Coast counterculture festival scene parties in Los Angeles because then the vibe is already kind of set. (laughs) And I don't really like to perform unless it's a bit immersive and weird and... Uh, hyper reality and beautiful so when you already have like 300 goddesses running around being beautiful dancing all around you and people who are you know a bit conscious and playful or at least ready to act like children and let go (laughs) so um there's a an event called abundance that a production company grateful generation that are my friends throw. Um, There's another one, Cosmic Cabaret, that another uh, kind of West Coast counterculture festival crew throws. But those those are the kind of things that I like playing because that's kind of my scene, I guess. (laughs) Right. And how long have you been out in LA now? I've been here for four years. 
So not too long, but just long enough to, you know, get a feel for everything, understand how horrific our traffic is. <laughs> yes, the traffic. But you know what? If you drive at like 11.15 in the morning, <laughs> or if you drive in the wee hours, then it's beautiful. <laughs> yes. While everyone else is sleeping or at work, that's the only time it's nice. Exactly. <laughs> if you ever stay up all night and drive through LA in the golden hour, you're like, oh my God. <laughs> city is even more beautiful than I thought. Right. Well, the traffic clearly gives you ample time to write some of those songs you enjoy writing in your car. So that's also a plus Indeed. of the traffic for you. Yeah, I don't really mind sitting in the traffic, honestly. I mean, sit in the traffic and do something or listen to yeah. K-Day. <laughs> and we've got a lot of good radio in LA, you know, it's like not something to be overlooked. Yeah. <laughs> And I mean, I'm down in Orange County and I'll get, you know, press emails about going to shows in LA during the week. And even though I'm in between jobs right now, I'm like, no, 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 you don't understand how long it will take me to get from <laughs> Orange County to LA during rush hour in the middle of the week. I was like, all right, if if we can get some Friday night shows or Saturday night shows. Dude, shows don't happen during rush hour. You just got to go after rush hour and bomb down. You go around, Invite me to some of these things and I'll drag your ass out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, see, if I want to get there on time, I have to leave during rush hour. That's the problem with living in Orange County. If you're in LA, you can dodge it all you need. <laughs> what are these shows that start this early? Any shows that start at like eight? <laughs> oh, yes. I do not know of these shows. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, go to, you go to the late shows. <laughs> yes, I think so. Shows don't usually get started till like 10. Yeah, it's funny because um, I don't know if you've been down to the observatory down here in Orange County, but they have a little constellation room that will have typically the earlier shows. Like they'll have shows that doors open for at like six or seven. Oh, see, that's and what then, I'm missing out on. <laughs> yeah, and then they'll have a show in the bigger room, which is the observatory. And then after those two shows are done, they'll have another thing afterwards for the late birds like you, which starts at like 11 o'clock. <laughs> right. You not go so to that the place, late, you don't go to the late night things? Typically there, it's more like a club environment. So it's not necessarily right. a show per se, which isn't really my thing. I'd much rather just go to a show, see yeah. three, four, five bands. Me neither. <laughs> I can't handle the club experience. People do not understand how to treat each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, they they clearly make a ton of money at that venue doing three different things in one night, but it's just like so many people coming and going the entire time. Word. Radical inclusivity. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a bit more about this debut ep you have coming or out already maybe by the time people hear this who it's knows out. <laughs> it's out um it's streaming on soundcloud it got released on nerdist.com which is cool because nerdist is awesome <laughs> yeah and uh it's well, the album, the full album, Galactivate, is kind of dips into my journey from the light into darkness and back into the light. And 
It's kind of a very left of center electro pop album, some dreamy anthems, some more island inspired uh, fields. Some, uh, I mean, it's all pretty hip hop influenced because that's really what I listen to most. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm a slave to the rhyme. But then people told me I had to sing, so I sang. But it's really awesome, and you can stream it on SoundCloud. <laughs> SoundCloud.com slash Ariel-Indigo. Yes, we will definitely link to that for everyone to go check out. So what kind of built up to this release for you? How did you go about picking the songs that would be on this release? Well, honestly, I have like 22 songs that I really, really like <laughs> that right. could be the album, but I don't want to be obnoxious and release a ridiculously long album. So I felt like I at least had to like get a good amount of content out on the EP. And it's funny, actually, because the distribution company that I tried to use notified me, you know, for regular internet and marketplaces and such, notified me and said that I actually have to change the cover art to not say EP, take everything off of it that says EP because stores won't carry it <laughs> because <laughs> it's too fucking long. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so yeah, I guess it has to be an album, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, it's, what, 10 songs long? Well, it's eight songs long with an intro and an outro, which are spoken. I thought I could get away with that. Yeah, that's, I think it's what long. happens is they'll, they'll look at the track numbers, and as soon as they see 10, they're like, no, this is not an EP. <laughs> Why do they care, man? Uh, I know. Let me call it's it what the fuck I want. I know. It's funny. I, I get some emails and it's like, new mini album. I'm like, isn't that just an EP? <laughs> I guess I'm I should have like, just called it an album. I mean, <laughs> I have too much content not to, so whatever. <laughs> yeah. So what are your plans for the rest of this year? Are you going to kind of tour in support of the release? Um, I'm definitely going to be performing more, which I was kind of waiting till some of this content got out to, to perform more. Um, but also I'm just so in love with the video making process. So that's a big focus all the time. And I have some more in the works. I just dropped another one called Wonderland, which is pretty crazy. And then, yeah, I have a few more that are shot that I have to sit on my ass and edit. <laughs> but other than that, yes, I would like to perform more and obviously create more content. It's crazy. It's like you creating content all the time but we're living in this kind of single release world so if you don't have a massive following yet then some people are like oh stop dropping you know like only drop one at a time don't drop all this <laughs> content and I'm like but I'm bored of this content I have new content let me drop it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's funny because it seems like people can't make up their mind whether they want 
a lot of content from certain artists or if they just kind of consistently want content sprinkled here and there. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, just do your thing. And if people like it, people like it. For sure. (laughs) Yes, you must do your thing. You also have to listen to the people who probably know more than you. (laughs) Because also, you know, I mean, you want it to be heard. So it's probably more effective to release one at a time. But at the same time, you can't just keep releasing one at a time forever or else I'm going to have like 5,000 songs that are sitting around (laughs) doing nothing. Yeah. (laughs) And nobody buys music anymore anyway, so it's like, fuck it, put it out. Yeah. Well, I know you've been working with Nate over at Impulse Artists, who also set this up for us. How did you meet him and start working with him? I actually met him through a manager. I believe she mostly manages um, producers and writers. Her name is India Allen. She is really cool young woman a manager, which I love. Maybe I'll have a female manager someday. That would be awesome. (laughs) (laughs) So that's how I connected with Nate, and he is great. Yeah, and we definitely want to thank him for helping set this up today. We did run into some technical difficulties before we started, so hopefully this turns out all right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we love FaceTime. It's all good. I typically forget it exists because I never use it. I think someone like butt FaceTimed me one time and I was like, did you just hang up on me? What's going on? Well, you should definitely use FaceTime audio because, (laughs) Jesus, I sound like a fucking ad, but just because it's over Wi-Fi so you can hear so much clearer. And I live kind of tucked up in the hills a little bit. So if somebody has like a droid or if I'm trying to communicate (laughs) off of Wi-Fi, I pretty much can't make it happen. (laughs) Yeah. I know usually we record over Skype and sometimes it's just like people start sounding like robots and I'm like, all right, guys, I think we need to have you start (laughs) recording your end and then send it to me because Skype is hating all of us. (laughs) We must find another way. There's a solution for this somehow. Well, I don't want to keep you too much longer, but what music have you been digging so far this year? Oh my goodness. Wow. I listen to music all the time and I have to say that I I feel a little guilty because I don't always look at who it is because usually it's just like <laughs> dreaming out to me through Pandora and I'm just absorbing it. So I know all the lyrics and then I'll be like, wait, who is that again? But I mean, obviously... <laughs> Flume has been killing it. I love the whole Mad Decent crew and Alpha. I love all of the West Coast. Um, well, I mean, they're not all from the West Coast, but a lot of these producers that play in the West Coast electronic music scene, I love. I love all of the female artists, pretty much. And I mean, all these female artists singing in whatever way they do, whether it's electronic based or just a piano and their voice it's beautiful and i love m83 and i love oh god i love so much music it's overwhelming (laughs) i can't even choose (laughs) i know i have a list of upcoming releases pinned to a cork board in my room and it's like for 
April 29th, I have like 15 releases written out and I'm like, why did you guys do this to me? This is too much. Can you please send that list to me? I'm so bad about keeping up because usually I'm, you know, producing rather than consuming, but (laughs) I listen, I do listen. I mean, I'm yeah, and I mean, go ahead. (laughs) This is all mostly just like pop punk kind of music in that you know realm because it's just that just happens to be what i get press releases for Interesting. for my website so if if it you're still exists look, <laughs> yes it does <laughs> i have kind of a cool pop punk crazy edm song i can send to you but yeah i mean i listen to hip-hop and i listen to old music i mean i, I know lyrics from like the 20s till now like i just listen to everything yeah. that's good there's good music in every genre i think I, I will definitely get this list to you. So you'll have your hands full. Yeah. Some of the stuff I'm sure is from Nate. I see one here, Haley Reinhardt. She's definitely an artist Nate works with. So. Oh, man, why isn't he sending me this shit? <laughs> He's holding out on me. Yeah. Well, it sounds like you have a lot going on right now, and that's always a good thing. Are you planning on, you know, maybe taking a break and attending some of those big music festivals coming up and whatnot? Oh, man. You know, I really love going to music festivals, but honestly, I hadn't gone to one in four years. And I recently went to one called Serenity Gathering, and I had such a great time. I love the West Coast music festivals. They're so awesome. But um, I'm pretty focused on what I'm doing and I don't really think that I should take a break because <laughs> I have to keep shoving it in people's faces or they won't even know it's there. <laughs> See, you can go to a festival and pretend you're taking a break, but kind of hand out cards or something with your SoundCloud link and just kind of tell everyone to listen to your music at the same time. So it's like true you can that, true kind that. of relax and kind <laughs> of still be working all at the same time. Yes, it is fun to go and network and enjoy all of the crunchy hippies <laughs> <laughs> and all the other amazing people. But yes, yeah, I do love going to festivals, I must say. I just kind of, uh, I've been to so many before that it's kind of dropped off, you know, it felt like I got the download and now it's time to do the work and share it with the rest of the world who aren't, you know, connected with that scene or that vibration yet because I don't really want to just preach to the choir. I want to preach to the masses. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, that sounds like a positive message to end on. I don't want to take up any more of your time. Thank you. And thank you for bearing with me through the earlier difficulties we had (laughs) no worries (laughs) awesome well thanks again for coming on and thank you to nate again for setting this up yeah i hope you all of our listeners enjoy the rest of their day